Good evening, everyone. Welcome to a quick 15. How is everybody doing today? I am doing fabulous. I am. We have a guest host that will be helping with us, Mr. Erica Miner. And I am looking for Oh, right. Right there, yes. <laughs> and Hi, good evening. Yeah. Good evening. <laughs> um, and, but I hope everybody's having a blessed day and looking forward to African Dress Sunday this Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. So the time is 8.15, and I'm going to the floor is all you. All right, wonderful. Good evening, St. Paul family and friends. I hope everyone is well this week. Welcome back to Quick 15 Midweek Devotional Moment. Uh, as Ms. Deborah said, I'm Minister Erica, and I am blessed to be sharing uh, meditation with you this evening in Pastor Scott's absence. I heard Praise your voices. God. Yes, I, I heard your voices as I dialed in, and everyone, I could tell you, was smiling through the phone. I heard some of you laughing, and it was just good to hear you sharing updates about your lives, and uh, both the good and the bad, and that's staying connected. Um, Thanks, the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, we're going to go ahead and mute the lines, and I'm going to move us into our this evening. Um, our devotion moment for this evening is going to come from the 73rd Psalm. Um, and this is a long psalm, so in your own time, I encourage you to read it in its entirety, but I'm just going to do verses 1 through 7 and then skip to 13 through 16. Uh, to share with you this evening. So 73rd Psalm, verses 1, starts out as, Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, they have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from common human burdens, They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. Their evil imaginations have no limits. Skipping down to verse 13 through 16, 13 through 17, rather. Surely, in vain, I have kept my heart pure, and I have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted, and every morning brings new punishments. If I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply. Until I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destiny. This evening I want to share with you how to deal with yourself. This 73rd Psalm is written by Asaph the Psalmist. And in this Psalm, as you heard, Asaph has a lot of complaints. He is bothered by the sins and the wickedness of non-believers. And he is just venting and he is having a talk with himself 
out loud just complaining about all the things that he has done, um, all the things that he has witnessed. And he provides us with a great personal example of how we can take our emotions and really dig deep to find out what's bothering us, how we really feel, and then take all those frustrations, anger, bitterness, and despair and take it to the Lord in prayer. The other thing that he shows us is what can happen when we lose our focus, when we get distracted by monitoring what everyone else is doing instead of focusing on God. So I want to take us into um, the first verses that I want to focus on are verses 2 and 3. And the first takeaway that Asaph really shares with us is that as Christians, we have to be honest with ourselves. Be honest with yourself. In verses 2 and 3, Asaph admits to himself that while he was in his feelings about the great life that the wicked people appear to have, he almost lost his faith. And in the process of that, he also slipped up and committed the sin of envy. He was so angry about the sin that he saw he actually messed up and sinned himself. He envied the wonderful lives they seemed to have, even though they were godless. Envy can be the gateway to so many other sins, and it will, do, it will make you do some really strange things. So it's important that we be honest with ourselves, that we admit our guilt, because when we get honest with ourselves about the problems within us, we can make room for spiritual maturity. You may see Asaph as being a whiner or a complainer, but I have to admit, I really appreciate his candor in this psalm. He's so open and so honest, and he helps us in modern times because he shows us that you don't have to be scared to assess what's in your own heart. That's the second thing I want you to take away. Don't be scared to assess what's in your heart. Keeping it real, Asaph is a hater. He really is. He can't stand to see that these sinners are living their best life and that they don't have to do anything to please God, but they still have it good. He's so upset that he actually uses at least 10 of the verses in this psalm to complain and document everything that everybody else is doing. He becomes obsessed with what he sees the wicked doing and the blasphemous things that he hears the wicked saying. But above all, he is baffled as to why God is allowing all of this. Why do they get to be so abundant and carefree in how they live when they don't deserve it? Often we hear young people use the phrase, get out your feelings. And if you've never heard that phrase or if you heard it but you didn't know what they was talking about, get out your feelings simply means stop wallowing in self-pity. Stop being upset and get over it. But as Christians, Asaph shows us it's okay to be in your feelings. But when you're in your feelings, don't allow it to cause you to sin. Instead, you need to assess what's in your heart. Emotions can be messy. They can be really ugly. Some emotions can be good, but that's usually not what we bring to God. The emotions that we usually bring to God is what's scary, what's out of control, and 
and what for us sometimes can be frightening to even deal with. But emotions are a beautiful thing that we have because we're humans. Don't try to repress your emotions. Don't try to ignore your emotions. Deal with yourself. Be honest and examine your emotions. But once you've had the courage to truly examine yourself, I encourage you, don't delay. Go have a little talk with Jesus because that's exactly what Asaph does. He shows us that things change when you go get in the presence of God. In verse 16, the psalmist states that he pondered how to better understand the point of living with a clean heart. Why am I living pure? Why am I doing all these great things for God? Asaph was a servant of the temple, and he has to endure new struggles and new suffering every morning while the wicked prosper and do nothing pleasing for God. Asaph has faith, though. He's not questioning that God is unjust. He's not saying that God is unfair. But what he does admit is that he needs understanding. He's seeking understanding about the God he serves. But sitting with his own thoughts and trying to talk this out in his mind and seeking an explanation, he finds it exhausting. So in verse 17, he gets up and he decides to go get in the presence of God and confront God in the sanctuary. When you deal with your emotions, when you get honest, and when you decide, I want God's answers, not my answers, not man's answers, bring it to God, and he'll help you get out your feelings. Asaph is bold in this text. I I, I really appreciate his boldness because he trusts that the God he serves can handle what he's about to confront him about. And we have to remember that as believers. We serve a God whose loving kindness and patience never wavers. God is our solid rock. So God can handle our feelings. God can handle our problems. And he can handle all of our questions. So trust God and bring it all to him. The beautiful thing is because when you get in the presence of God, it makes all the difference because it shifts your perspective. When we have an honest talk with God, when we come to him with our questions, what we get in return is answers, revelations, and direction. The latter half of the 73rd Psalm is about how God reveals to Asaph in the sanctuary that the wicked wicked will slip and fall, and that what appears to be an amazing life is really just temporary because they refuse to surrender to the will of God. Asaph gains new perspective because now he understands that the envy he confessed about in verse 2 and 3 was foolish. He was ignorant. He realizes that God is fully aware of what's going on, but he needed to get in God's presence to have his eyes open. He didn't need to tell God what they were doing. He didn't need to document it. He didn't need to get distracted. He just needed to keep doing what he was doing. But here's something that I want you all to realize that Asaph finds out at the end of this psalm. What he really realizes is that all this success, all this abundance that the wicked seem to have, it took 
their focus off God. They didn't feel that they needed God for anything because they had it so great. And Asaph realizes the reason that he loves God and depends on God is simply because in his trials and in his suffering, he has learned that there is only one person to depend on, and that's his God. His God gives him guidance, protection, and provision, and he would never know that if everything was always all right. The Bible promises us that God is good, God is just, and God will put everything in right order in God's time. He's always with us as long as we are faithful, and one day we will join him in glory after our departure from this earthly life. Deal with yourself, St. Paul. Amen, amen, and amen. I hope that that blessed you and that gives you something to take for this week. Um, I want to allow you all to have a moment to share your prayer requests so that we can close out with a strong prayer to the Lord. So if you want to, you can speak those at this time. Okay. Sister Mary Harrison. And Mr. Matthew Pfeiffer. And Ms. Sylvia Archery. And Mr. Carl Carl Bailey and family. Who had death in their family? Elon, Maddie, Ethan, and Dada. Also, my son and his family, the Mario Arvin family. Bates family. No, I think I've heard most of them. The Lund family. The Lund family. The Lack family. The Blackburn Okay. Uh, thank you, Ms. Yvonne. Yes, yes. Thank you, Ms. Yvonne. Yes. All right. At this time, let us go to God in prayer. Dear God, we come to you tonight. Always with us. You are a God who holds our hand through the good and through the bad. Lord, we are grateful to you because when we cry out with our pain, with our suffering, with our anger, with the negativity that we deal with, you hear us, you listen to us, and, God, you have all the answers. Lord, you heard the ask tonight. There are so many asks on this line of people who are going through pain, people who are going through grief, people who are have disease in their body and have pain that need recovery. Lord, you heard names like Sister Mary Anderson. You heard the Truesdale family, the Miss Pacola, the Pfeiffers, Miss Sylvia Audrey. Miss Yvonne Smith is going into surgery, Lord, and we ask that you be with her and that you comfort her and remind her that she serves an awesome God. 
but we ask that you give comfort uh, to all the different families right now that are going through all kinds of things. Some people are not going through health issues. Some are going through financial hardships. Some are going through things that we cannot even understand and don't feel that they deserve. But, Lord, we know that you are a God that can make change. You are a God that can make a way. You are a God that steps in right on time when we need you, Lord, and we ask that you move in those situations. Lord, as their family and friends of the St. Paul Church, Lord, help us to be a source to them. Help us to be a source of comfort. Help us to be a source of love and help us is Sometimes because we don't know how to reach out and do whatever needs to be done, let us be obedient and let us have listening ears as you guide us. Lord, we ask that you keep watchful care over all those who are on this line tonight and those who may not have been able to be with us. Continue to guide us. Continue to order our footsteps. And, Lord, remind us every day of why we love you and that we only need to trust in you. Don't let us get distracted, God. We're leaning on you for everything. We love you. And Lord, in our pastor's absence, bless his travels and his family while he is away from them. Thank you for our leadership in, the, for the, in our shepherd, Dr. Scott. We thank you for all that you're doing and all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Love you so much. Good night. Be blessed and be safe. Thank you. You as well. You too.